I'll come back. 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 Halo 3 days, um, what you can do is you can take your Ethernet cable and uh, kind of split it open, and you take your orange cord and you put it on a light uh, switch. We started. Oh, we started. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> all right. We all, we, all, we all good, or are we waiting for the Yeah, no, ready when you guys are. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to the BarCast, where we bring the bar lower each and every week. Today we today we have Alex. Hello. Ravage. I am the Terminator. Uh, freshly squeezed cow juice. <laughs> okay, it says turkey milk, but good try. And our guest today is, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. My name is Eakin. Uh, thanks to these guys for inviting me on, uh, and uh, I hope we have a good two hours. A good two hours? I don't know. I'm a skeleton man. I don't know what I'm saying. But let's start with some questions, huh? Let's start off with who are you and what do you do for the so again, my uh, online name is Eakin. I was a fan fiction author, mostly 2012, 2013-ish. I'm probably best known for Hard Reset and the whole Time Loop trilogy is probably what punched my ticket to uh, join these guys today. Oh, that's uh, way to do the background reading. What? Uh, can you guys hear me up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you. I was just saying that was you, the one who wrote Hard Reset. I did. Uh, oh. Back in January 2013, I think, is when that went up. It's on my read later list. I, I, I keep seeing it. <laughs> I, like, I like the art. That's high praise indeed. Well, I mean, it's only been like six and a half years. I'm sure you'll get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. But I've also written a bunch of other things. I did a bunch of writing in the uh, Optimal Verse, if you're familiar with Iceman's work on that. And uh, Taste of the Good Life was another uh, kind of a Scootaloo story that I wrote. Uh, I've mostly been fandom retired since early 2014, but I was happy to come back and relive the glory days with you guys. Oh. What glory days they are. I... So, moving on. How did you get into MLP? So I discovered MLP around the, so after the first season had ended, but before the second season had began, kind of that, I think that was, that was sort of the fandom glory days. Uh, everything was kind of new. Uh, everything was available on YouTube. So I binged the whole first season, um, read a whole bunch of other early fan fictions, uh, really enjoyed a bunch of them and was like, hey, I'm okay at writing. I could probably try this. So I uh, ripped off a Buffy episode for my first fanfiction on Femfic, <laughs> and uh, and it kind of spiraled out of control from there. It was all downhill from there. So I'm going to ask you, uh, this next question is very controversial, man. 
like friendships have broken over this more than Mario Kart or Mario Party could ever do. All right, are you ready for this? I think so. All right, brace yourself, man. Who is best pony? Oh God. So I'm only really familiar with the show through like season five, five and a half. So I've missed some of the later stuff. Um, probably still going to say Twilight. Kind of, she was always my favorite. You have chosen incorrectly. <laughs> Uh-oh. Is this like a Last Crusade thing? Yeah, you're just going to turn old and into dust. Could have been worse. What was that, Milk? Oh, yeah. You only live by our good graces right now. All right. Well, I'll try to make the best of my remaining hour and fifty-three minutes of life. Uh, so, what was the cor- what was the correct answer? Just out of curiosity. The correct answer is Luna, obviously. Okay, I guess I can see that. All right. Now we're going to move on to guest questions. So the first one is from Hawthorne Bunny, and he first at his first question is, if it's going to if it's okay to ask. Why did you stop writing MLP fix? Um, so for me, writing the whole fan fiction scene was uh, pretty much just an outlet for a lot of like energy and creativity that uh, for a lot of things that were not going super great in my life at the time. Uh, I was, so I, the reason I put out so many stories, I'd say in that sort of two year window is for, like it was just sort of a manic output of things that I wanted to get on the page or things I wanted to pour energy into and kind of get that, uh, those dopamine hits from the new comments whenever you clicked refresh. Oh, uh, yeah. I never expected it to blow up to the extent that it did. Um, but I kind of stopped needing it in 2014. You know, things sort of looked up. I moved around a little bit. I finished grad school. Um, and so it's kind of weird to think of pouring that much energy into this again. But uh, I'm really glad I had it when I did. So unlike the rest of us, you went through upboat rehab. Yeah, I never thought that actually worked, but uh, I guess it uh, it kept me around. Nice. All right. So Hawthorne, next, his next question is: What are your thoughts about Starlight Glimmer as a character? I'm pretty sure you don't know who that is because you admitted that you don't. You've only seen the early episodes, but if you're aware of her, what do you think about her? So I got up to about. Most of season five, and I've seen selected episodes from season six, and not very much beyond that. So I know that Starlight Glimmer kind of took over as protagonist after they ran out of character arc for Twilight. Um, and I yeah, think she's a perfectly, yeah, I think she's a perfectly respectable replacement protagonist. Uh, she, I like the, I'm sure they grew her out of the whole, I have this terrible dark past, and I'm going to mention it every 35 to 40 seconds. Uh, but, you know, she sort of filled the same role. Uh, they built a whole secondary cast around her. They gave Maud the expanded role. Obviously, they brought back Trixie. Uh, so I'm sure that for the writers, that was a really exciting way to kind of hit reboot on the whole franchise without having to go to Gen 5. and Everybody loses their jobs and gets fired. Yeah, she just she just showed up and was like the Green Ranger when I wanted Trixie to be the Green Ranger. Yeah, the Green Ranger is probably a good... Uh, I think it was more intentional to shift the focus over to her. Uh, it wasn't just, 
the cool new character who steals the scene all the time and the writers get like kind of obsessed with them. I think it was a little bit more mindful from what I've seen. Uh, but I would say that it was mostly successful from as far as I know. Well, sweet. So where did the idea for Cutie Mark Crusade Corn come from? Did you just want to write a body swap story on hard mode or something? Uh, there was actually a uh, contest in one of the, um, I think it was in the body swap group that I ended up signing up for. So if you're not familiar, Crusade, Cutie Mark Crusade Corn is when Twilight screws up a spell, because that's how 85% of them fiction stories start. And um, she accidentally swaps her alicorn body with all three of the Crusaders simultaneously. So she is one consciousness split amongst the three of them, while all three of them are kind of trying to control her body at the same time. Uh, and I thought that that would be an interesting hook and might get me uh, get me ahead of the competition in the in the uh, comp in that contest that the group was running. How how do they maneuver using her body get to go to the bathroom? With great difficulty. These are the questions that keep me up at night. <laughs> Number four. Can you convince Horizon to stop making the world a better place for just long enough to finish Hard Reset 2? <laughs> I would love to try, but I think that one got away from him. Um, you know, it's sort of... So when you're dealing with a time travel story and you're coming up with rules, I think if I'm giving, if I'm shifting over to the give people writing advice mode, uh, you should probably keep it as simple and as straightforward as possible. If you can't explain your time travel rules in about three sentences, most people are going to decide it's too complicated. Uh, I think Doctor Who is a really good example of this, where the rules are basically, I can do whatever I want, whatever I, whenever I want, uh, for multiple definitions of whenever. And the, and the audience kind of goes along with it. It's so sort of expected. Hard Reset 2, the rules got a little more complicated. Um, so again, if you're not familiar with Hard Reset 2, it takes the premise of Hard Reset, which is Twilight is stuck in a time loop during Chrysalis's uh, second invasion of Canterlot, which is a little bit more violent and straightforward than the first one. And so whenever she dies, she gets sucked back to the library where she initially cast a spell. That didn't go wrong. Technically, it went right. It just had horrible consequences. And uh, Horizon's version... Celestia is also in a similar loop, and Chrysalis is also in a similar loop. So whenever one of them dies, that one resets, and the other two have no memory of the reset. So Celestia and Chrysalis have been in an ongoing like war between one another, trying to get the upper hand, uh, and it actually gets more complicated from there. So... <laughs> That just sounds like 69ing with extra steps. <laughs> you know what? I bet they try that in one loop. All right. So, number five. Anyway, oh, sorry. The point I was making is that the rules kind of got away with from him, I think, a little bit. I think he may have written himself in. He, he, you can ask Horizon if he can confirm this, but I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> You know, I, I know one way you can make him come back. Add add a sub add a subtitle to a to a hard reset two, and that subtitle is 
Electric Boogaloo. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have to write a competing hard reset too that runs alongside the original trilogy <laughs> and the original trilogy's side stories that I've spiraled. Yeah, out make it more complicated. Right, I handled the whole getting more complicated problem by putting that in other stories that were like alongside. So I'm actually totally guilty of the same thing. Like, I don't think I can summarize how changing lives as rules work and the whole situation that's going on there. But uh, don't put it in the main story. Stick to one thing. I think that's one of the things that Hard Reset... I actually think that's one of the reasons Hard Reset was super successful. I think that it was really, really super straightforward. It's really short. It's like 30-something thousand words, even with the optional epilogue and the whole kind of wind-down chapter, that uh, closure that everybody liked so much. Um, so I would say, like, just pick a concept and execute on it with, like, a laser focus. And if people respond to the initial concept, then they'll really like what you do with the rest of the story. Awesome. Number five. In the season five finale, just before the cliffhanger, Spike says, well, that didn't work, which some fans believe to be a hard reset reference. Since the episode features a sort of time loop, what did you think? I have heard that theory before. I am not quite egomaniacal enough to believe that uh, the writers of My Little Pony are secretly cribbing ideas from my fan fiction. At least I would hope not. So I'm going to say 10% chance it was a coincidence, like 25% chance they've actually read the story. And the rest, the 65% being, you know, that phrase, whenever it was mentioned in a lot of discussions about the show, uh, would sort of prompt people to be like, oh, it's a time loop. Oh, my gosh, I'm stuck in a time loop again. Oh, we're going back to the beginning. Not again. Uh, I suspect that they sort of picked up on the, that meme a little bit. And they're like, oh, this is the thing the Bernies are doing. Why? Who knows? They're insane. But let's put it in the show. So the remaining, the remaining part of that, I think, is a little subtle wink to the fans. I'm not sure they knew where it came from. I've heard that showrunners and writers are really not supposed to read fan fiction or other fan works because it raises legal problems or it creates complications for them. Well. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my gosh, people will sue them for stealing the idea, which I don't think is... I'm not sure there's any actual legal basis for that, <laughs> but I'm not a lawyer, so who knows? They might well, just say better safe than sorry. Well, thank thankfully, they're not stealing your ideas because they're too busy stealing mine. But enough about that. Flav, thank God you're here. You need to take the reins. Wait, what? Take the I reins. I on fire, Flav. <laughs> Let him fire. Don't take what the, the reins. What, what the hell did you guys do? Why is this on fire? <laughs> Enigma, Enigma did it. Enigma did, always... Enigma did what? What did everything? I do? Yes. <sighs> oh, the guest is speeding so much hot air that it's all reached a flashpoint inside the bar. We're all gonna die. Oh. <laughs> no, no, number six. MLP eventually got a ground Groundhog Day style time loop episode in the Question Girls special backstage Sunset's backstage Bash. Did you see it? And if you and if so, what did you think? If not, what's your opinion on a Question Girls channel? <laughs> Can you read? Yeah, just let's read. <laughs> I used to be able to read. <laughs> um, so to take the second part, the last part first, 
I think Equestria Girls is a totally is a totally acceptable, totally competent um, companion piece to the original show. Uh, I think from what I've seen, which is so I've probably seen about the same percentage of Equestria Girls as I have of the actual original show. Uh, I think it's really well executed. I think it has a lot of the same charm. It's got a lot of the same writing strengths. I think it's generally just pretty good. Uh, um, I, 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 especially, I especially loved that hard sunset pinky shipping in that episode. Okay, I did want, so actually, so I've been spying on these questions as they've been popping up over the last week. And uh, I'm like, okay, I'll go check this out on YouTube before, uh, before the interview. And I thought it was pretty solid. Um, it had a nice little twist. Uh, it brought back the Dazzlings, which I appreciated. There was a little bit of fan service with that. Yes, obviously a little bit of, not a little bit, a lot of uh, fan service if you ship Sunset and Pinky. And uh, I think it did the time loop thing pretty well. It's uh, it's short and sweet. I mean, it's only like an hour-ish. But it does plenty with the concept in that time. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a timeline where Sunset just got fed up with it all and just killed everyone. <laughs> I think there's only, like, five loops or something like that, so they don't no. know. No, they, they, no. Suggest, they suggest that there's a bunch, don't they? She, she suggests that she was there for, like, weeks. But enough okay. about that. That's, that's probably not long enough to get to the killing everybody stage. It's a bit dark for a kid's show, anyway. So Terry the Human says, nothing, because I refresh and there's nothing here. Flam, since you're here, would you like to take over uh, starting at J.K. Stryker? Sure. All righty. So getting back into routine now, R.K. Stryker, J.K. 5, asks, what is your favorite non-MLP franchise? Uh, I was very into the Stargate series, Stargate SG-1 and Atlantis. Uh, I tapped out of that one before Universe. Oh, uh, not not a lot of love for SG-1. No, 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 I, I, <laughs> no not you. I meant O as in like I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I love the SG-1. That, uh, that is actually why I have seen the first, uh, the old Richard Dean Anderson uh, MacGyver episodes. Because after really enjoying the actor in that, I went back and uh, and found those. Oh, yeah, MacGyver, the guy who invented 2x4 technology. <laughs> speaking, exactly. of Star speaking of Stargate, you remember that episode with the time loop? Oh, yeah, they're, uh, they're in that one for like three months. And they've got the, yes, I remember moments of it. I remember shooting the, the golf ball through the Stargate, obviously. Yeah. It's like the fun thing. <laughs> um, Where he gives his resignation that. to the guy. Oh, and then makes that with, Samantha, with uh, Carter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of franchises really like the time loop concept. It's just kind of a fun way to, uh, you know, get a lot of like what if and like silly, silly story ideas that don't deserve their own full episode or aren't really in the character but would uh, be funny to see. It's kind of a neat way to fold a whole bunch of those in, and uh, fans usually respond really positively to it. Sounds about right to me. Alrighty. He then asks, have you ever done anything for a non-MLP franchise? Uh, no. I have not ever been in, like, a fandom or joined a, uh, joined, like, a, 
I haven't really been super involved beyond enjoying the show itself. Maybe a couple of comments here and there on a message board or a subreddit, but nothing, uh, nothing nearly as extensive as I have with MLB. Gotcha. Makes sense. Alrighty. And then he, finally, he then asks, how are you so awesome? <laughs> um, I kind of just throw ideas at the wall and uh, a lot of them seem to stick. Uh, like I said, when I was writing fan fiction, it was very much like a maniacal crank it all out, throw everything, uh, throw everything together. Um, and it, uh, it worked out pretty well. No, seems that way. All righty. Well, that's the end of his question. So now we move on to RB-47, who asks, why, uh, what would you do if you found yourself trapped in a time loop? Uh, well, before I went insane, it would uh, probably be, you know, I'd probably end up reading a lot of books. <laughs> I would just, uh, it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be too exciting until we got to like the fuck it, everything's broken and nothing matters. Uh, and then, mm. so yeah, I would probably jump into, uh, oh, I'd probably jump straight to read everything, the library to just kill everybody. Like there would be, right. there would be no middle ground. Like I thought, <laughs> I don't see any reason not to just skip over all those steps and go straight to the, straight to the main attraction. It would, if I was trapped in one, it wouldn't be long before I started putting my hands in everyone's pockets. Oh, I, I was getting the impression that you would do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. Jeez. All righty. Oh, that's all he had to say. Well, all right then. Moose Tasm now asks, who got 200 thumbs and is asking questions? <laughs> How many? Two. Well, did I say? What? Okay. Who's got two thumbs? Oh, that's a way more. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I, can't, I can't read. read. I can't read either today. All right. We're in the same boat, Enigma, which <laughs> which never happens ever. It's contagious. So, Run. So I'm calling. You know what? Fuck that. I'm calling Mulligan on this one. Who's got two thumbs and is asking questions? Not this guy. All I got is hooves. But I do have questions. Number one: Equestria, vacation spot, or permanent residence? I'm going to say nice place to visit. Don't think I'd want to live there. It's a little bit insane. Yeah, I don't think they have work in, indoor plumbing. Are you, taking, are you taking canon from my uh, des absolutely designated story? <laughs> <laughs> well, no I'm, just, no, I'm just mentioning the fact that every bathroom we've seen was an outhouse. But don't they have, like, steam pipes in that one episode where there's a spa? Yeah, for steam. Are you gonna hmm. piss? Do you piss in the steam pipes? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I mean, once you invent, you know, once you decide, hey, we can pump gaseous water through a pipe. I don't feel like we can pump liquid water through a pipe. Should be too much more of a stretch. Makes sense to me. Alrighty, number two, cheeky timeline shenanigans. You must replace one piece of historical artwork to include paintings, statues, literature, videos, etc. with a piece of your own artwork. Your artwork will receive the same exposure as the original, including public showings, readings, school assignments, being read in church, etc. What do you replace with what and how has history changed? So I'm going to say we're going to replace Machiavelli's The Prince, and we're going to go ahead and put in uh, The Mare Behind the Mare. That uh, other Royal Cantalot library story. 
Oh, and boy. I think that uh, everybody gets rid of the 10th Bitcoin, or I guess the penny here, uh, much more, uh, much earlier in history. The nickel. We only have nickels and up. No pennies. No pennies. No pennies. All right. No penny. No pennies. It is. You can't, even, you can't even use pennies in vending machines. So what's the point of them? Sure. sure. What do you mean? They, a lot of them have coin things. Of course, you can fucking use pennies. I don't think that's true. I think I don't, it, I think they own, I don't think they take pennies. Only take quarters. Real? Oh, well, some only take quarters, sure. But if it doesn't say, I'm pretty sure you can use a penny in it, but... Oh, well. fun, fun fact, so if you're that guy who wants to, like, get a bill that you're really pissed off about and you want to pay the entire thing in pennies, mm-hmm. legally that's acceptable. But only if you've already incurred the debt. You cannot go in and offer... If you offer something in a store to pay entirely with pennies, they can say no. But if you oh, already if you already have the debt, like you've already ordered food at a restaurant and they bring you the check, then legally they have to take it. It is legal tender after all. I remember some company years ago like did a big FU to another company and they paid their debt with truckloads of pennies. I heard about a guy who turned in a million dollars worth of pennies to a bank and the bank had to, <laughs> had to weigh it out to uh, count it. Pennies oh, are yeah. just a nuisance on society. <laughs> it costs more to make a penny than a penny is actually worth. So, number three. If you were the very model of a modern major general, would you have information primarily animal, vegetable, or mineral? Well, I'm, well, the vegetable would be useful so you could like go out and avoid like eating poisonous mushrooms or like spot the best produce at a supermarket. So that would be a strong choice. Mineral, I think, would be useful if you were, like, in geology. You could uh, be one of those, like, oil petrochemical engineers who makes a trillion dollars because they can find the next oil well. And animal, of course, you would, uh, I don't know, I guess you could go to, like, a pet shelter and see which one would be the best one to adopt. I'm going to go with mineral. Actually, I was going to say animal when I started, but I talked myself into mineral. So, obviously, the Gilder and Solomon reference went over your head. Oh, no. No, no, no. I got that. But I, I took the question at face value. I've managed to avoid eating poisoned mushrooms without any sort of special information. Is that something you have trouble with, Ethan? Yeah. Okay, guys. You, you got me. That's the real reason I dropped out of the fandom. In 2014, <laughs> I found how to walk in the woods. I've been in a coma for the last five years. But when I heard I was going to be on the barcast, I rallied. No, you're still in it. This is all a dream. You pulled your consciousness. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're still deep. Your family misses you. Please wake, wake up. up. Wake, wake up. Wake up. Don't wake up. Then we disappear. Wake, wake yourself inside. No. Can't wake up. <laughs> all right. Moving on to Arconics. Do you have any opinion on donkeys? I do not have any strong opinion on donkeys. Uh, Do you think we're talking about real-life donkeys here or the Matilda and Craigie in the show? I'd say both. Uh, Well, in the show, they did facilitate the whole 100th episode uh, spectacular thing, which I thought was a great little bit of... That was fun fan service. They got the the doctor and Derpy together for a little bit. 
real life doggies, I just hear they're very stubborn. I mostly remember the whole, uh, there's a whole, an old story about like Arch Archimedes fucking over a donkey who had learned to roll around in the, in a river to oh, lighten its load of salt. Yeah. And then he got sponges. Yes. That's the one. I know what, I, I know that story exactly. All right. What, what is this story? All right. All right. So, yeah, go ahead. You, go you say it. So the setup is that Archimedes, you know, brilliant ancient Greek philosopher, scientist, was brought a problem about a donkey who, while carting, you know, they would mine salt and they would load it up onto the donkeys to be transported. And their path went across a river. And one of their donkeys learned that if he kind of rolled, if he just flipped himself over and rolled around in the river, all of the salt would, you know, would dissolve and yeah. the donkey would have nothing to carry. For the rest. So he was super happy. He had a light load for the rest of the time. So Archimedes' solution was to replace all the salt with sponges. So <laughs> that when he when so which doesn't make a huge amount of sense because the sponges couldn't avoid like one percent of whatever a load of rock salt weighed. But yeah. the donkey rolled around in the river anyway, the sponges absorb all the water, and the donkey is super miserable and learns not to do it. See I mean... the... sorry. <laughs> so the weird thing is I heard that same story but it wasn't Archimedes it was some old Mexican farmer huh um, wait I that's not Archimedes maybe it's, an, oh. yeah. maybe it's an urban legend that's been I've heard, I think I've heard it with Archimedes I could be wrong about that to Google you're going to ask Google about donkeys and sponges why? There, I'm sure there's been worse things that have been asked to Google Enigma. <laughs> Very many worse things. Where yeah, my that, dad? that cannot possibly be where Google draws the line. It's just like, you know what? This whole internet thing, we're done. It's cancel, cancel it. Yeah, cancel the internet. Alrighty, then while you find out about sponges and donkeys, what would you say is your stance on turning fanfic into OFIC, which I'm guessing is original fiction. Uh, well, I, I'm guessing that's probably the spirit of the question. Uh, I would say that it's a totally valid path to success. I actually wrote up most of a treatment of Taste of the Good Life as a totally original fiction story. I think if you've read the original or if you're familiar with MLP, you'll still spot where I just kind of stole the whole rarity character and made her somebody else, but it's it's totally doable. Um, I've also I also read recently what was it called? Uh, Circe um, by Madeline Miller, which is about uh, <laughs> which is about a character from Greek mythology, the witch Circe who appears in the Odyssey. But it's like a whole four hundred page book about uh, oh, so it was the a salt vendor. This is generic salt vendor. I don't know where Archimedes came into this, but okay. Maybe Archimedes did some salt vending on the side. Yeah, just... <laughs> or the salt brent vendor brought it to Archimedes as like the wise man. Right, and then he just stole the solution. See, this what? is just turning back into horses, because don't uh, horses get drunk off salt? <clears throat> there you go. That, that was actually the real reason the donkey, the donkey was being bribed 
by the horses mm-hmm. downstream to spike the over, water, spike the river water. At the other end of the river, they've got a bunch of fucking moonshiner jugs just collecting the water. You just walk down the street, hey, mayor, want some blow or some lick? <laughs> I mean, all right, guys, get get on that. All you listeners out there, get on get on that the salt vendor and his donkey fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him, especially if it comes to horses, because like reminds me of that one post. I think it was on like either Tumblr or 4chan or some weird place where they just some guy just went on a rant, a tirade against horses, calling them a shit animal, stupid as fuck, and just went into like a four paragraph just rant about the shittiness of horses, and it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. So, see if you can find that on your free time, audience. It's worth the read. All right, anyway. But anyway, yeah. back, to the, back to the original question. Recent book, CRC, uh, good read. I think it, I mean, it hit the New York Times bestseller, and it's fan fiction. It's fan fiction of old Greek mythology. It takes a story that has one cameo appearance in one, I'm going to call it an episode of the whole Greek mythology canon, and it spins it out into a gigantic story that's pretty good and sold a whole ton of copies. So you can totally turn fan fiction into original fiction. I don't think the line is that, I think it's a blurry line between the two. Fucking. So sorry. Yes. No, you, I just got distracted by uh, other, other guys post in the chat. When he has, says, hey, Google, what's the best Caillou porn? Oh, God. <laughs> oh. What is the best Caillou porn? <laughs> nah, but, but to respond to your answer, he can, yes, makes total, it makes total sense. Oh, fuck, that caught me off guard. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, yes, Daddy. Uh, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> No, I mean, what, 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 like kaiju porn? No, is kaiju, as in like, as in like the cartoon kaiju. There's already kaiju porn. Oh, oh, there's plenty of kaiju porn. Absolutely, and we're talking about the cartoon kaiju. Uh, fucking do, Lex do, you, do you know that cartoon, Ekin? I don't think I know that one. What's... It's, it's a prequel cartoon to how Lex Luthor learned to uh, to hate Superman. That's not true. <laughs> that, that's absolutely not true at all. But I would believe it. It's about a kid with cancer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. If you, yeah. Look, oh, if you look, look up Caillou. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know it from the pronunciation, but... Wait a minute. Going. Oh, shit. I'm wrong. It's not Lex Luthor. It's fucking Carl Pilkington. There you go. Back to you. Now, I, I still think it would be better as Lex Luthor, though. But there you go. So I'm sure Google probably doesn't draw the line there either. Anyway... Have you written for any other fandoms recently? But I'm guessing that may have been answered with a previous question. Yeah, I have not. I have tried to do some original writing. Um, it's hard. It's harder than fan fiction. It really is. It yeah, really I don't is. Know. It's, I, don't, I don't know. I think that with fan fiction, everybody already has kind of a picture of the character. Everyone has a picture of the mannerisms of how they speak. And as long as you can kind of echo that or imitate it, it's going to ring true. But trying to establish that from zero to a hundred is a little bit more difficult. And also, if you're like looking for what your competition is in the writing space, like let's be real, ninety-nine percent of fan fiction is not very good. 
and I'm going to include most of my stuff in this. <laughs> like we all need editors. We all need to like tighten it up. We all need to take a couple more passes at it before it would be presentable to like a publisher or a wider audience. Um, but we kind of accept that because it's, you know, you take what you can. Uh, True. Otherwise you're up against like, oh, I, I'm in the same space as like Tolkien or GRR Martin, especially with my unfinished stuff. Um, but um, yeah, so it's a little more intimidating, much more fan, difficult. Fan fiction is buying a Lego playset and building something that's not on the box. To be completely fair, I think there's quite a lot of fan fiction that is much better written than a lot of actual published works. I've had kind of an issue where I've read a lot of fan fiction. I know what's awesome. I know what's not, at least whether it be in a plot sense, whether it be it's written properly, whatever. But then I go to an actual published book and then I read how the narrative flows and I'm like, I could have sworn this used to be a lot better the first time I read it. True. And that's, I think a lot of that is that there's just no barrier to entry for fan fiction. It's literally just post your story and go. Uh, I think sort of the best comparison to like real fiction is Amazon's Kindle published stuff. Cause there's like, like if you go into that, there's some real dregs, but yeah, the highs of highs of fan fiction definitely stand toe to toe with a really solid, really well-written um, like mainstream published book. But you have to kind of sift through the dregs and the dreck to pull it out. No, certainly. And it always just kind of makes me wonder, like, who was the dude who's written, like, fucking pony scat porn on the side who's going to go to be one of the next best authors of our generation? It just, I just wonder. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's somebody. Someone on this site is going to be, is just by playing the statistics, is going to be spectacularly well published. Just what? Just watch, guys. In like in a decade or two, you guys are gonna see this movie, this new hit movie about dragon tits. And you're gonna wonder who is this genius? <laughs> nah, it'll be Evictus, surely. <laughs> Let, let's not, let's not, let's not name call anyone. Yeah, here. let's not do that, Alex. God damn it! Oh God! Again, taking me by surprise. Um, Enigma, can you take over for Seddon? I need to go. Uh give my dog's nourishment right now. Hey, okay, you gotta go do the red rocket. Okay, go. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you, you, you have my permission to wink your dogs. Anyway. Fuck right <laughs> off. Sessin, number one. What is your favorite meal, snack, or food stuff that is really unhealthy but so freaking delicious? Oh, french fries all the way. Uh, I think you mean freedom fries? I see where your allegiances lie. Zitalos, you have discovered my true identity. Au revoir. <laughs> That's all the French I know, except for omelette du fromage, except I don't know how I can bring that in conversation. Dexter. Dexter's Lab. I love Dexter's Lab. Yeah, I'm just a walking bag of references here. Speaking of bags... No, wait, I, I jumped the gun. That's number three. Number two, what is the... Biggest or weirdest fear that you have? Um, biggest fear is, I mean, I think public speaking, probably, uh, which is, I mean, this is easier to do it this way, you know, and with the anonymity of being behind a screen. You guys aren't real people. You're just like voices coming out of my computer. Uh, you're basically just a really well-timed YouTube video. 
like that one episode of Doctor Who where you all dictated this beforehand and I'm not actually talking to anybody. You just pre-recorded your response. That's like the one good angel episode. Um, and uh, But actually being up in front of a crowd, in front of other people, that, get, that gets my heart racing. It's terrifying. I mean, you could just imagine that you're in your underwear. Then I'd be overdressed. <laughs> so number three, why is bag milk the best milk? Bag milk? Oh, you don't know about this? Is this like an inside joke thing? Oh, it's not just an inside joke. It's a goddamn, it's an epidemic that must be stopped. Alex, would you, would you grab the example? Uh, I will. Yes, be, be a deer. So bagged milk. You see, Canadians are freaking weird, man. They've got Canadian squirt guns, but they also have this weird way to transport their freshly squeezed cow juice. Alex, where's the example? I'm stalling here. That there you go. There it is. They they have milk in bags instead of carton. There you go. Ugh. Um, yeah. I mean, I can. I think I've seen that in like a Sodexo style cafeteria where they have to like reload a like a big dispenser of milk. But I can't like how do you keep it fresh after you open the bag? Well here's the thing. Here's the thing. They have this yeah there it is. They have this pitcher and they snip a corner of the bag and they put the bag in there and they pour it not from the pitcher but from the bag corner that you just cut. I, I'm not sure I, I can get behind this. I'm going to stick with my, like, plastic and or paper containers. Do they, do they bag the whole cow as well? That's what I want to know. I mean, you buy beef and, like, those, those, like, styrofoam trays that have the saran wrap around them. So, kind of. That's and, quote, right? And, and when you buy organs, they come in coolers, so... Are you so buying number... those? <laughs> yeah. Well... yeah. Those, weren't those usually donated? Well, you know, once you die, everything's up for game. Up, everything's up for grabs. That's true. I mean, paying for something is just a, a strongly incentivized donation when paying... you really get down to it. Paying for stuff is just stealing things with extra steps. <laughs> number four, what is your one annoying habit? That would be procrastination. Uh, I'm sure plenty of other writers suffer from the same thing, but it uh, it does it does get me get me a couple of times where I'll I'm put sorry. off a task. I'm so sorry to hear about your lactation. Procrastination. I haven't. I actually do have a lactation problem. I just haven't gotten around to having it yet. Just make sure to bag your milk. Yes. Number five. What's the theme song for your sex life? All by myself. Mine is Mr. Lonely by that one rapper. Number six. Watch anime by chance. If so, what are your favorites? Bonus points if you're a fan of Dura Ra 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 Ra. Uh, is that the one with like the black and white bear? No, that's that's uh, Danganronpa. Of course, you have oh, the database of anime. 
Well, these these weird guys just introduced me to this uh, this new show called Two Love Roo. Oh no, that, <laughs> so, that wasn't these weird guys. That was me, just weird me. Which is probably the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But uh, let's let's go with that. Yeah, I haven't. I've, I've, I've seen a thumbnail of one video, so I don't know what I'm actually getting myself into. Yeah, I showed you an anime, and that represents the Japanese culture perfectly. Number seven. How big is your porn stash? Uh, well, I don't have like a personal porn stash. Obviously, like most sane people, I use the internet. Uh, and the size and the size of the internet is oh, I know this. It's sixteen point three zettabytes. So I, I challenge anybody to have a larger porn stash than sixteen point three zettabytes. Isn't the internet like the weight of a strawberry? In terms of data, I think, yeah, if you bundled everything, if you bundle all the data together, I think it's like the strawberries, some shit like that. What I'm How do you bundle data? that you own porno. I do not own porno. I, 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 uh, I'm in like a, a communist-style socialized porno consumption. All right, well, no I wish I owned Pornhub. That'd be great. Oh, do I own Pornhub? Uh, yes. Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. There, right? Number eight. Who is your waifu or husbando? And why are they shit? Note, they can be from any fandom. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, Twilight is best pony, uh, not Luna. So I'll go with her. Uh, and she's shit because she has to constantly relearn all of the same lessons again and again and uh, has been gifted with vastly more authority than she's proved herself capable of handling. Well, I'll agree that she's shit, but, you know, she shouldn't be anyone's waifu. Ruins your waifu. All right, Flam, you want to take over again? Uh, sure. Uh, let's see. Desert Bloom says boop. And then Desert Bloom also says, or also asks, rather, would ponies call Swiss cheese changeling cheese, and would you eat it? It's actually a good question. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I guess maybe now, because they reformed all the changelings and they turned into that weird multicolored deer species. Um... But uh, other than that, isn't that kind of like somebody in 1950s Germany calling it, like, Nazi Rommel cheese or something? Because their only contribution, all they knew is that the changelings tried to kill everybody in one of their major cities at that point. Um, but yeah, if it was the same cheese, I don't see why you wouldn't eat it. I mean, real talk from someone who doesn't know any better. Is Swiss cheese, like, actually Berlin? Or is it that's just called, like, some place, even though it's I... not? Flam, flam, our cheese expert is missing. We, we're, we're just not going to know. No, fuck, that's right. Pencil, she would go on a spiel about this problem. She'd probably say, how dare you not know this or whatever. Everyone throw <laughs> up the fucking pencil sign. Cheese questions. Cheese questions. There you go. She needs. There's a new section for her. Pencil, we have a you know, Actually, pencil. okay, so in Stitch in Time, I did have Let's Pinkie see. Pie create a new alcoholic drink called Changeling Venoms. Because in that story, Changeling Venom, whenever they bit you, they you'd basically end up their slave and you could make they could make you do whatever they wanted. So she's like, Hey, 
what gets ponies to like lose their minds and be super able and you can be super easily influenced. I'll call them changeling venoms. So with that as a precedent, I'm I can't see changeling cheese being all that far out there. So what you're um, saying is inside a changeling's fangs are fucking roofies. Yeah, that works. Mind control roofies, sure. Gotcha, well, man. I mean, not not roofies because they don't just pass out. That would be less useful. Yeah, true. And I just did a quick Google search because, again, Google doesn't draw the line at cheese. And uh, no, apparently it's just a generic name given for cheese in North America that uh, resembles a mental cheese, which does actually come from Switzerland. So Swiss cheese is just a generic North American name. I, so. thought, Swiss, I thought Swiss cheese was just regular cheese that somebody stuck their dick in multiple times. Close. It might as well be, though. So... more you know number two i learned something today yeah right it's just generic bullshit is what it is though it is based on actual swiss cheese quote unquote so number two which is more grounded in reality humanity or pastel ponies uh well i'm probably gonna say humanity (laughs) of course but you know we created the pastel ponies so Maybe it's maybe it's even. Shouldn't maybe it be equinity? Oh yeah, that's right. It's fucking. God damn it! You gonna share those snacks? No, fuck you. Uh-huh. And from number two, he goes to number four because that's he's hardcore like that. Three of the bar casts have mysteriously passed on. Who do you resurrect? Who do you leave for dead? And who would become the subject of science? Well, I only just met you guys, but I already know that science would have a lot of questions, to be honest. Remember, uh, remember, I've been getting all your references, and you've been getting mine. You and I have a bond here, man. All right, man. You're right. You're back. Welcome yeah. home. And I'll donate everything. All he's going to do is ask you to read his stories for eternity. Just FYI. Pretty much. And donate to his Patreon. You know, I, I wish I had gotten put had put together a Patreon. I think it was like, I think it was a new thing when I was writing it. Never, it had yeah. just started to come up. Yeah, it's not that old, right? Yeah, like 2013. It's like everyone started doing it. Yeah, but I never considered myself that reliable, and I always kind of was. I wanted to be able to just go off on my own tangent if a plot idea came up. Uh, so I, I never, I never. Never got it together. Never put one together. There's that I procrastination agree. biting me in the ass. Otherwise, I right, uh, I'd have gotten a couple of thousand dollars out of you suckers. <laughs> My sentiments exactly. So that still leaves that who do you leave for dead and who becomes, uh, who gets anally probed by scientists? Oh, I, I gave you all the science. Oh, the rest that. of us. We're just, we're just all... Yeah, you're resurrecting Enigma, and everyone else just gets anally probed. Got it? Okay. Well, you're all dead though, so you know you don't you don't mind. I don't know, man. Anally probing is like uh, it's like it's a good wake up call for the dead. I'm yeah, sure. that's yeah, that's uh, that's uh, nature's uh, nature's defibrillator. So <laughs> it's just an alarm clock with extra steps. There you go. Yeah, actually, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Uh, before the editor got his hand on it. It had a, it had a whole subplot where he just fucked the corpse anally. 
This well, is the R-rated, this is the R-rated podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. Yo, no, it totally is. You're fine. Just again, the usual, just stuff. No naming names, no politics, that bullshit. But yeah, say whatever. the oh, Well, our audience are children, aren't they? Mm, they might as well. Oh, they're too. Oh, your children, y'all are going to learn. Everyone, don't forget to take shots out of your sippy cups. <laughs> there you go. There are no children. I, I can extract my breath. There you go. So, lastly, has pencil and has pencil and priests been hugged? Maybe they're hugging now since they didn't show up. <laughs> That's a good point. We don't know. They are together, actually. But, uh... Who knows? Maybe they're doing the hugs. And then he ends with thirdly. Disgusting, rampant hugging all over the place. Yeah, on every surface in the house. They're probably holding hands to the fucking degenerates. Hey, 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 hey. You only said this was an R-rated podcast. We can't go all triple X like that. You know what? You're you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I hope that they're at least hugging with protection. I hope priest act. I hope priest asks pencil how her day was. Uh, I think you're going a little too far, man. It's degenerate. You're right. You're right. Alrighty. So, thirdly, when should someone stop not being a brony? I think what he meant was when should someone stop being a brony? And uh, <laughs> uh, let's just go with that because otherwise that question doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, you stop being a Bernie when you're not getting out of it what you came to get. Um, I think that uh, a lot of people, this was a big fandom for them, especially in the last several years. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the fandom is going to drift apart. I don't think it's going to stick together through Gen 5. Didn't they just, like, announce a new, like, Gen 4.5 thing? Oh, I saw They, annou- they announced some, like, chibi bullshit, like it's, it's... which is a general pathway for most things. It's fucking MLP Go. It is. Yeah, right. It really is. It can fuck right off. Mm. Yeah, so now now would not be a bad time to drop out. But, you know, as long as there's still good stuff, as long as... I think people are waiting to... uh, I think, yeah, porn firstly, absolutely. But secondly, I think... That's that's just never going to stop. You know, the heat death of the universe, the last thing that's going to happen before everything just sort of spreads out into universal equilibrium and nothing can happen is that somebody's going to post a drawing of two people fucking. Right. Of course. No, I think uh, I think a lot of people are just waiting to see what Gen 5 is going to be about, and if the first episode just completely blows, then I think we're going to see a rapid drop. So, that's so why. You, so you're going to say hibernation. Yeah. I mean, we since the end, we've gotten so much material to actually work with. So... I think that's going to sustain the fandom at least for a little while longer. And I've asked a lot of my readers putting out like a public thing, like, like what's going to happen to you? Like, like, are are you still watching the show? Do you even give a shit anymore? And a lot of people are like, no, I stopped watching that season three. I don't give a fuck. I'm just reading what everyone is putting here. I'm just here for the week material. Yeah, literally, a lot of people are here just for that. So uh, that's after getting like sixty responses from that. I'm uh, that a lot of them similar to that. Some still keeping up with the show. Others haven't watched since season two. I think we're gonna be okay at least until Gen Five. Yeah, you know, when I heard the show was ending, I I almost did like come back and like being like, okay, I've got all these half finished stories that never got posted. Maybe I'll just rally. I'll wrap them all up. I'll do like a big goodbye to the fandom. 
posting. Yeah. But never got around to it. Uh, you could say MLP is getting a hard reset. Hey, there you go. <laughs> but I do like your thing. I do like your original answer, though. If you're not getting that expected, just it's time to not be in the fandom anymore. Immortal words, I must say, which leads me to believe I'm not getting uh, Fluttershy to sit on my face right now. So I should probably not be a brony then, because I'm not getting that. So, at any rate, that's it for Desert Bloom. And now we move to Alex underscore, and since we have the man, the myth, the legend here himself, Alex, why don't you read your questions to him? Oh, God. Really? Yes. Oh, God. Here we go. Are you ready? Are you ready? Uh, Hang on. Can you tell I'm still looking for time while I find them? Here we are. Okay. (laughs) Number one, what are some uh, unexpected uses for an apple? The fruit, not the uh, technology brand. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to say not the pony. Oh, so... <laughs> um, unexpected uses. God, are apples acidic? No, apples are not acidic. I don't think they're uh, a bit. So you couldn't make, like, a potato alarm clock, like a potato battery out of them? Well, no, because um, they're not potatoes. It would be an apple battery, surely. But the same, you know, the same electrical <laughs> setup when you like printing a bunch of wires. Uh, unexpected. Um, God, that, that would be a good fanfic. The most uh, Applejack has to come up with, like, the most ridiculous use for an apple. Why, oh, why wow. would that be a thing? I'm actually surprised that hasn't been a thing. I have had so many story ideas that I'm, like... This must already be a thing, and I like I look for it as best as I can. But like, how have there? How has there? So I have a half-written story idea, and sorry, okay. I don't. No, go ahead. Go ahead. If you don't mind a tangent. So I have oh, a half-written story idea of um, Discord, like Applejack. Applejack is having a really rough apple harvest year, or whatever, and puts out. Uh, and Discord comes. It's like here. I have this golden apple that has all this Apple chaos magic in it that can totally help you if you think you're the right one to use it. Um, and then they kind of discuss it, and Discord is like, hey, either Granny Smith, Applejack, or Apple Bloom, you have to choose which of these three should get the golden apple and is the best person for the farm. Because, like, that, like, that should be an, a layup, right? Like, everyone's read Greek mythology. Sometimes. In between your donkey salt vendor, uh, <laughs> oh, like, you know, the, whole, the whole the golden apple of Discord. Like I, I don't think I've seen a story that centers around app Discord using a golden apple. Uh, I saw one, but I never read it. <clears throat> You're thinking of Eris's golden apple, aren't you? Yeah, of course. Hence, you tempt the three. You tempt the and Twilight plays Paris, where she has to pick one of the three. And she's like, no, I just want to study this cool chaos magic toy. And she leaves them all, and the apples fail, and their farm is forever destitute. But Twilight gets a cool science project. Worth it. Totally. You're still at that. Yeah, no, is that question number two? God, I'm not used to this. I don't want to accidentally cut anyone off. No, okay. (laughs) Question number two. Have you ever seen a rat fight a crow? Important question. I have not, 
Um, however, a group of bats is not called a murder, whereas a group of crows is. So I'm going to give that one to the crow. <laughs> so, which means every time you see two crows, it's attempted murder. Flam, yeah. uh... I, I believe you're familiar on how to use, how to use a door. You know, show show me that you know how to use it by getting out. Oh, I thought you were going to say smash your head into it multiple times or some shit. Like, <laughs> you're up, Alex. Okay, and here we go, number three. Oh, this is this is an important question. How early is it acceptable to put up Christmas decorations? Seeing as it is the twenty third of November, you know. Yeah, I think. I mean, from the malls and the radio songs that I've heard, I think that like November first on, you're basically in the clear. Like <laughs> Thanksgiving is just a speed bump, people. You don't have to wait till Black Friday. That's the house yesterday. They still had his Halloween decorations up right next to a fucking Christmas ha- decorated house. <laughs> I've had I have had Christmas wreaths on my door in July before. It's uh we were very lazy. So is it is it do you think it's time to I feel like it's too Get early. The halls, buddy. Oh, I made the mistake of listening to a Christmas song the other day and now I'm sort of in the mood. I'm trying to find sort of the earliest date I can do it without looking weird. Yeah, no, I think that uh, I think you're golden. Go for it. Right, I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna put you know, Eakin told me it was okay. Complained to... <laughs> yeah, no, spell that out in Christmas lights on the yeah. side of your house. <laughs> Complaints to finfiction.net slash... Complaints to Eakin at finfiction.net. <laughs> Excellent. And then finally, number four, what's the worst thing that you've ever had in your mouth? Um... God, I'm trying to think of something salacious, but it's not coming to me. Oh, maybe. Oh, oh, so it didn't come in your mouth then. Oh, <laughs> God, I set that. I set that. I teed that up for you. You're welcome. <clears throat> I mean, I've had some pretty disgusting mixed drinks. Uh, oh. And I did try absinthe once, which I don't recommend. But nothing, nothing like slimy or gross. Oh. No, you're lucky. And then, no, that's it. That's my questions. Well, all right, then. And it is halfway through, which means it is time for uh, our chill. Our, our chill. And not a, and not a you, because we don't do double ads. Fucking bastards. So, hey, Milk. Yes. What's your opinion on horses? Yes. Yes, as in, yes, you can donate to an actual horse. His name is Little Bit, and he's a miniature horse, and he's fucking dank, which means that... Sorry, there's shit going on outside my door. At any rate, Alex, post the links, please. Please go ahead and donate if you if you choose to little bit. He needs his hookers, he needs his blow, and he needs his drinks. But in reality, Red Wings Horse Sanctuary is just fantastic. They take good care of him, and they'll take all the help that they can get. All of our all of the money we earn here goes straight to him, because again, we don't need the hookers and blow, but little bit does. When you said he's a dank horse, I was imagining this horse dabbing. He probably. 
he definitely yes yes he, as in yes he dabs dabs furiously and if you and if you and and if you don't and if you donate to red wings horse sanctuary he will dab for you <laughs> i want he that as dab. the next picture he will dab <laughs> over your donation so chop chop <laughs> fuckers can we make that <laughs> like he dabs over your funeral too String around each hoof, lift it up, make him dab. <laughs> I think ponies sometimes in the show manage to stand on just their two hind legs. We can actually do it. I want little bit to teach me about ligma. L- ligma what? Ligma balls. Oh, got him. And then he'll dab. Huzzah. <laughs> Alrighty, I think that's the end of our commercial. So, back to you, Nigma. Alex, did you unironically fall for that? Yeah, no, I've never heard that before. That was, that was hilarious and original. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, I, I love British people. You can't tell when they're actually being sarcastic. It's great. So, so That's sure. their secret. They're always sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> like so, the, whole imp- the whole imperialism thing, that was just a, like a prank that got way out of hand. <laughs> I thought that was the Roman Empire. It was all just marketing for the gladiator that got out of hand, so it never actually existed. Yeah, They're sure. very forward-looking at them. So short skirts and explosion <laughs> ass. What doth life? Oh, man. Uh, what doth it? it? Um... <laughs> Is that just like a... Do you get that before? I feel like I read that in the chain for the last episode I watched. Yeah, I think he's asked it every cast like the last two years. <laughs> he's clearly seeking a particular answer and he hasn't got it yet. Yeah. I... <laughs> this is true. So apparently it is it exists to show up in your barcast threads and ask what doth life. It's actually a recursive be, thing. Yeah. Got some sort of computer program, I think, that just posts it every week. Surely he doesn't do it. He's too busy. You know, like millions of words. Yeah, no, I, I gotta say, so I have not read a lot of short skirt stuff, um, but I will 100% admire the tenacity to keep posting, like, every <laughs> single day. Uh, I mean, that is more discipline than 99.9% of people will ever possess in their lives. So I'm not sure that's what I would have put it towards, but more power to you, Shorts. Just has so, a lot of monkeys on typewriters, I think. I just post the best. Only the, the best monkeys. Top quality <laughs> monkeys. Oh, Funny man, that, that was the thing I should have done. You know, I stopped writing in 2014. I just should have outsourced my stories <laughs> to, to monkeys on typewriters and seen if anybody had noticed by now. Possibly not. So, the other other guy, he asked, how does this, this how does this make you feel? A little confused. Yeah, I have questions looking at this. Is that supposed to be like one of you guys? I, that's not my question. My question is, is that rat, does that rat have an Adam's apple or are those tits? Oh, it's just one tit. Tit singular. 
I think it's supposed to be like a lower jaw or chin. Oh, oh maybe. Also, what's with the morning star? For the well, I thought that was like a toilet scrubber brush. <laughs> this is. Where did I this come from? I know what this makes me feel. It makes me feel confused. I, I'm gonna have to like reverse search this on um, Derpy see if I can find it. What is a shid? Is that what he's supposed to be saying? That's what Lyra oh, there is saying. Shid. Shid. What is this? It's what? What did you find? Oh. Oh, apparently some sort of in joke with. I'm fascinated. Alex, you're obsessed with our group, not with theirs. Stay on track. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea either. All right, so refresh and Muggany's got questions. Does anyone want to take over? Hello? Nah, man, uh, you continue. You're good. Yeah. Keep, keep doing your priest impression. Say all uh, right. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, okay. No, 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 no. I got something. So, obviously, that rat wants some changeling cheese. Oh. Oh, God. What's live is cheese. <laughs> some special cheese. Or eminal enamel. What was the... Eminal cheese, I think it was, yeah. still... Which just still doesn't sound good yeah. anyway. Not enamel cheese. That's like got teeth in, in it. Not, in, nice. <laughs> enamel cheese. Oh god. <laughs> it's, 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 elemental. 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 Elemental cheese. That's it. Read, read the next question. <laughs> Fire cheese nation attack. I'll, I'll pick up after Mugany. Don't worry. All right. So uh, number one for Mugany. How do you sleep at night? pretty comfortably um i don't uh i don't feel any particular guilt about ditching you guys in the fandom with some incomplete stories so uh sorry if you were hoping to hear otherwise beautiful number two how many peepees do you have to eat to end world hunger <laughs> what well that's a, tr that's a trick question i mean but if you are eating all of them you're actually just making world hunger worse because you're depriving everybody else of the pp food supply see there's more to this he says that's a trick question only yours of course i'm sure you already knew the answer i think mogany has some has some questions he needs to answer <laughs> he is on pp yeah <laughs> number three the snack that smiles back, a goldfish cracker, or a willing cannibal victim? Um, probably, probably the goldfish. Until you bite their heads off. Yeah, weren't they? Wasn't there like a commercial where they were eating each other? Wasn't that cinnamon toast crunch? It was that too. It was also that, yeah. But I remember, I remember specifically the goldfish crackers. And they lived in they lived underneath Andy's bed from Toy Story. Apparently there's a video game where you play as a sour patch kid whose ultimate goal is to be eaten. What? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember where I saw that, but it was like a candy tie-in game. 
You're describing. And you're describing. It's meatball. basically vor porn. Yeah, that that they just started some kids fetish for for vor like. So number four, what makes your nipples hard? Very cold weather. Now, what makes my nipples hard? The strategic application of ice cubes. What makes a nipple hard? The strategic application of half as many ice cubes. What are you doing walking around with ice cubes on everyone's nipples, man? What? <laughs> Look, be pre like be prepared. Boy Scout motto. What? What, what was your fucking kid? What was your Boy Scout leader fucking doing with ice cubes in your nipples? Making them hard. Have we have we not established it? <laughs> he, he he got you there, man. <laughs> this is number seven. This is another rip nipple related question. I'm glad we haven't exhausted uh, the topic. Number eight. How how your day? My day good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> All right, then. We move on to Esau, who asks, What was your reaction while watching Edge of Tomorrow? Were you forcibly removed from the theater, or did you just hold it in and explode later? Oh, I actually really like Edge of Tomorrow. I would definitely recommend it. It's a solid 8 out of 10 science fiction movie. Um, if you go to some of my old blog posts, I did write up, on the weekend it came out, I did write up a review of it as a hard reset movie adaptation. Uh, the similarities are definitely there, uh, but it's a good film. I remember right. I saw that movie in theaters. Was Emily Blunt the lead actress in that? I might be wrong here. Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise, yeah. Oh, so it was Emily Blunt. It's fucking Tempest Shadow. Yes, okay, yeah, I looked at hey, that. Right. Oh, my God. Holy shit, you, it all makes you've sense. Cracked the, you've cracked the case. Everything's come full circle. Definitely. You can't open up your eyes if you keep rewinding time. Shut up. Yeah, I mean, I like time loops, man. That's why I wrote Hard Reset. I'm not going <laughs> to bitch about a mainstream science fiction movie that prominently features time loops, time loops and Tom Cruise being killed in, like, 50 terrible ways. Seriously. It wasn't a bad movie, honestly, I have to say. I liked it. It worked out pretty well. All right. I was not crazy about the third act where he like lost the powers and then he had to just kind of like blow up the alien hive mother queen thing. Um, I just thought that was kind of like we didn't know how to end the time loop movie or add stakes, so right. we just totally revised so, the premise. So what you're saying is it ends with Tom Cruise blowing their mother. It does, and their mother is a giant brain. <laughs> oh, it's also kind of a Metroid thing. You're right. It was it was kind of like Mother Brain, but Mother Brain was cool. I don't know, man. I don't right. remember doing that much. Yeah, I keep, I keep thinking I of the like other. I mean, if you go through, I mean, through the game, yeah, nothing in that game was cool. Hey, and hey, the original Metro was fucking fantastic. No, no, no other M. Oh, other. Oh, yeah. Let's 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 not talk about. We we don't talk about other M. We we just we just call we just call that like it's a bridge over the Rhine. We just call it a bridge between Super Metroid and Fusion. That's all it is. 
So, but yeah, Mother Brain actually has a lot of personality in the thing. So, highly recommend it. Anyway, now we move on to the Vylon questions. Hey, Milk. Do the do the Vylon jingle. Do yes. the Vylon jingle. Do the, <laughs> do the dance as well. Do Make sure you push the talk. You don't want to miss in this. <laughs> Try your best to sound like Kogan. Gotta hit the high note. <laughs> Time. Time All right, that's, that wasn't as bad. It wasn't as bad as it, it, no. I love your impression of the Skeletor. So that's that's great. I'm gonna ask you to do Skeletor when we do that. <laughs> All right, and um, oh yeah, how does uh, Priest do this? He increases the gain like a fuck ton, right here. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. How are you today? Holy shit, what the fuck? Back away, sir. I do not have any candy for you or children. Stay away from my personal space. Good. And that's the end of the Vylon questions. Awesome. All right. Vylon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Vylon. Rich that day. Yes, rip. Rip in peace. Um, on to Jammer, who asks, what's it like to write? Any tips, tricks, or things you wish you knew when you started? So for me, writing is all about having an idea kind of percolating around inside my head, and I kind of iterate on it, and I iterate on it, and I iterate on it, and it only kind of hits the page in like one final draft that's like this manic, crazy uh, writing marathon. Um, mm. In terms of what I wish I had known before I started, um, so I've gone back to some of my old stories. I definitely wish I had used some less repetitive language. Uh, I wish the phrase, she couldn't help but smile, she couldn't help but laugh, she couldn't help but do whatever. Like, that's, that's just a scourge. That's a scourge, man. It's so distracting. Obed Scrittler did a reading of one of my stories. Uh, like my first story, the What Dreams May Come, the one that's a ripoff of a Buffy episode. And like, it happens like eight times in the first four paragraphs. And it's like, oh my God, why did I think this was okay? Um, <laughs> but, so I kind of try to look on the bright side and be like, I look back on my old stories and I'm like, hey, these were really bad. But the fact that I know that means that I must have improved since then. Um, yes. Also, in terms of fan fiction, I don't really like stories that just make references to ep events from the show, like in ham-fisted ways. I kind of like she hadn't she hadn't felt this competitive with Rainbow Dash since the running of the leaves <clears throat> last fall. It's like oh, okay, we get it. Like we've all seen that episode, and you're trying to like reference it to make it more familiar. But like, if you're gonna write fan fiction, I think like try to take it in a little bit of a new direction, try to just expand on the world. Like, don't don't go back to the well. Um, and God, a time I was also really, really guilty of that. So hopefully very few of you have read Dual Nature, which is kind of my, like, action-adventure story that came before Hard Reset. And I kind of review 
think of that as a uh, way to get out a lot of my bad habits and practice them. Like, God, I made so many references to like third party things and like quotes from other things. And it's like, I really rode the line there between plagiarism and reference. Yeah, um, yeah, that and, it did not, and the story did not improve for it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that, I, that, that's what I wish I had known. It's like, just be confident in what you want to do. Don't over explain it. Just like take, take the jump, take what's there in the actual material. Use it as a jumping off point and don't like like cast yourself off, like expand in a new direction and don't think you have to like keep coming back for safety and like touching back on it as a foundation. Like we've all we've all seen the show. We all know what was going on. We all know these characters. So just like grow it, man. <laughs> to get it out there. All I'm hearing from you is saying expand and grow it. Just talk about your dong already. You don't need to talk about writing euphemism anymore. We know what you're talking about. It's true, man. Just like it expands in like 14 different directions at once. It's very disturbing. It's you. You could say it's feature length. At hard angles. <laughs> A hard reset. It's, it's got corners. Hard angles. Hard angles is pro yeah. That's the porn version of uh, of hard reset. Is hard angles. It, it, it all makes sense now. You rascal! You almost had us. <laughs> Alrighty. Number two. If you were given thirty three drinks of your choice every week, would you give ninety a place to stay at or near your home? So am I like using the 33 drinks to like keep Nighty in check or am I supposed to imbibe the 33 drinks to tolerate it? I think the 33 drinks would be used to you at your discretion. Um, I have never met Nighty. Uh, I've read, a, I think, a couple of his stories. Uh, but that was a very long time ago. So, yeah, sure. How bad could it be? Do you only know Nighty for his storytelling? Has he, I don't think he's written any stories. No, he was the he was the he's the moderator, right? Like the head mod. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he have some stories? Did he? Did he actually have stories? I don't remember yeah, this. Yeah, I don't remember any. Yeah, he's he has zero stories. stories but... Maybe okay, then maybe I'm maybe I'm confusing him with some other old fandom <laughs> writer. I, I, I think he has one about uh, Gabby. I know. Uh, no, he has no stories posted unless he wrote them before and then he deleted them. That yeah. I'm, I'm probably wrong about that. I'm probably confusing it with someone else. I mean, the only people, I think the only mods that I knew who had stories were like Obsolescence when he was still there. And, um, oh, yeah, no, Obs and I co wrote a story, uh, The Skin Horse. <laughs> the Skin Horse, yeah, it's uh, it's under his user profile, so I don't have any link to it anywhere. I think I may have posted a blog about it, but um, so the premise of that was. Twilight wanted to give Rainbow Dash like a gift, so she imbues like a daring do. Uh, I think we called it a mannequin, uh, like a life-sized full uh, doll kind of thing, as a like copy of Daring Do, so that they could like meet. But this was before Daring Do was like an actual canon person. Um, right. Yeah, and it, it ends horribly. 
things take a turn for fan fiction. Skin horse in and of itself sounds like a horse, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah, I think that was also the, that was also the name of Skyrider's uh, webcomic that became the inspiration for Hard Reset. So see, we're bringing it full circle. Jesus. Next, next thing you're going to say is Half-Life 3 is confirmed. Uh, have you not been following the news about the VR Half-Life? Uh, we, of course, they, everyone wants Half-Life 3, but now we're getting, like, at what, Half-Life, I think, with a VR one? Because it's not actually yeah, Half-Life 3, yeah, is it? Half-Life 2.5. I think it counts. I think it's as close as we're ever going to get. True. It just seems hilariously bad that ev- that Half Life Three has been teased and like promised forever, nothing or even really nothing. They expect it to come out, and then it's just like, oh no, yeah. here's Half Life in VR, and it's fucking prequel. Half Life Two Point Nine recurring. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but weren't the original Half Lives like they totally reinvent like the original one, like totally redid how you do a first person shooter? It added all the storyline cutscenes that are kind of standard now. Half-Life 2 had the whole physics engine thing going on. This is totally consistent with a Half-Life 3, like, embrace some new technology. Like, I don't know if lightning will strike thrice and they'll manage to make something as well-loved. It would be impressive if they did, and I don't expect them to. But uh, good on Valve for trying. Also, I'd rather have Portal 3. Fair. Very fair. Well, alrighty then. Would you hug Thingpone, kiss them goodnight, tell them every little thing is going to be alright, and would you stick your peener in it? Methinks he does not know what Thingpone is. Oh, no, 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 no. I I saw the pictures that were linked. So it's uh, it's a little Carpenter uh, the thing. Yes, John Carpenter's the thing, precisely. I don't think I'm going to say yes. You sure? Uh, oh, well, she looks no, pretty no, cute. No, no, no. Keep it frozen at the South Pole, please. You sure? I mean, she no, could probably no. do some crazy things. You you don't want her frozen in the South Pole, because all you're doing is making her nipples hard. But even oh, right. better strategic application of ice cubes. Yeah, she would do some crazy save things the, to your nipples. Save, save, Make your nipples hard and also save the Earth from the thing. Right. So... So you clearly wouldn't stick your peener in it, but you wouldn't hug them or kiss them goodnight or tell them every little thing's going to be all right? Maybe the last one from, like, behind multiple levels of containment. But uh, if I'm remembering that movie right, once that thing touches you and starts assimilating you, you are not in a good way. Right. It's, it's Fair a, enough. It's a super advanced form of AIDS. It's You mean super AIDS? <laughs> Advanced AIDS. There you go. Plus plus. AIDS plus plus. <laughs> oh god, I would love to see an actual. I wouldn't actually love to see a disease. I would I, uh, ironically love to see a disease with that name. So, number four, has the disappointment kicked in yet? Oh yeah, about uh, eighty-eight minutes ago. Shit. Well. You heard it here, guys. And he then ends with a Merry Christmas to all or something. Have a drink. 
Thank you. And see, it's Christmas. Put up your decorations. Yeah, fuck. Got to, Mer- yeah, screw Merry, you, man. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Jinglemas. Alrighty. We move on to Sunbro for Life, who asks, "What is your favorite video game or video game series?" Um, of all time, I'm going to say Chrono Trigger. Um, oh, so I, I, I was asked. So I was asked earlier, and this did not it did not jog my memory until a couple of minutes later. If I had ever written fan fiction for anything besides My Little Pony, and I have written Chrono Trigger self insert fan fiction as I was like nine. So. I just came off of playing the game the first time. I thought it was like the greatest thing ever. Like, holy crap, I gave myself the flying time machine. It was amazing. Um, so there, I, I had a mistaken answer to that previous question. And mm-hmm. in terms of recent games, I'm going to say Hollow Knight. Uh, I would put that like super top tier Metroidvania. I know we talked a little bit about Metroid earlier. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think I would put Hollow Knight up there with Super Metroid. Hot, hot take from 2017? So in, so in that Chrono Trigger fan, self, self-insert fan fiction, did you write yourself getting inside Meryl's genie pants? No, you know, I was still nine, so I didn't think of that. And none, none of the original cast was there. It was just me getting to travel in time and having the flying time machine and doing all that cool stuff. It was mostly just the epic. But I did, get, I did get into its pants. Oh. <laughs> Very good. All righty. Then, building up off of that, what's your favorite boss fight? Thank you. Yeah, well, yeah, no, God, that's hard. Oh, it's just deep. <laughs> I am. I'm deep in thought. Trying to recall getting that universe brain going. Yeah. No. God. I'm coming up blank with like one great boss fight. You know, I don't think I ever beat Zeromus, the last boss of Final Fantasy IV. I think I threw myself against that one like multiple times, and I don't know if I was underleveled or I didn't actually know how to play the game. But like that one sticks out as me as like the one insurmountable mountain. I'm sorry about that. Can you repeat that again? My fucking speakers cut out I, for a second. We, we heard them just fine. Yeah, but yeah, my, no, my speakers, my speakers cut out. As like a challenge. Thing. Like it was just ah, a okay. huge spike. God, I don't remember. I don't remember if I ever went back and beat that. I might have to might have to load up an emulator and go do that. Oh, wait, no self-incrimination. I mean, purchase a perfectly legal copy <laughs> of Final Fantasy IV in one of its many forms. <laughs> And enjoy it in a way that respects the copyright of its current right holders. Very good. Please support the official release. There you go. Which is probably why if your life ever seems stagnant, you probably just need to go back to a video game and beat a boss. Mm-hmm. Like, you goddamn quitter. Alrighty. That's it, man. It could have been, like, I could have spent three, four years in therapy to figure out why my life wasn't going on track, and maybe it would have been as insightful as this podcast. Fucking, literally one of the first games I ever picked up and played after my Game Boy, like console game, was Metroid Prime, which was terrible for my formative years because of all the eldritch horrors that are within. Like, I remember when the first Chozo ghosts popped up, I couldn't even fucking stomach that shit because I was just just so goddamn scared of them. And uh, 
I could never advance beyond that stage until uh, years later when I picked up Metroid Prime and beat it all in one day. And that was just like, now I can move on with my life. <laughs> so you were, you were yeah, no, I was I was a SNES kid. Our, our ghosts rode on trains in through phantom forests, and we beat them by suplexing them. <laughs> suplexing ghosts. Mm. No, 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 suplexing trains. Oh, suplexing what? trains. That's that's even this, more interesting. This, this went from strange to weird. It was a thing you could do in Final Fantasy VI. That's right, Turkey. Seven. Interesting. Well, all right then. On to the next question. I'm going to need some help here. Hey, Milk. No, do do skeleton do 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 Sombro Skeletor. Boy. Yes, we are. Oh god, here we go. Have you accepted Skeletor, the master of the universe, <laughs> into your heart? <laughs> I know, I love it. I have not. <laughs> Oh God! Thank you. Body. He'll infect your body with bones. <laughs> yeah, everyone says that about Skeletor, but he was like super buff, right? Like he wasn't yeah. a skeleton. What? If, what if one of the uh, ladies fell in love with him and undressed him? It's literally just giant bones. <laughs> like it's literally just bone pecs and bone abs. Like, I've got a bone to pick with him. This guy drinks his milk. He, he's got all the Yeah, he really drinks his milk. <sighs> you are in Tiny Horse Hamlet. What business do you start? Um, so probably laundry and refrigerators from the Time Loop Trilogy. Yeah, it seems like a really good combination of goods that go together. Lingerie and refrigerators. Uh, yes, you can keep the lingerie inside the fridge, and when they put it on, the coldness will make their nipples hard. Oh, the fridge inside the yeah. lingerie. That's it's a very good. specific fetish. Actually, it's literally, point. it's literally just uh, dress. It's literally just sexy fridges. Then yeah. I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna look up sexy fridges. You don't put random words into Google if you know what's good for you, especially if safe search is off. You know not what Eldritch Horrors you're going to unlock. So you guys know more about the later seasons than I do. Did they ever help bring back that whole gag? Like, Quills and Sofas, I think, was... No, you see it in the background every now and then, but it never actually got much use out of it. Also, That's here's the result of Sexy Fridges. All right, what... That's a way more safer work than I was expecting you to come up with. Yeah, that's... Hmm. I could have been a lot worse, but I'm still intrigued that this exists. And I still love that there's an F right there. For respect, obviously. For Freon, he's older than he looks, and that's what he still uses. Right. F is for Freon. Do stuff together. Alrighty. And finally, do you even praise, bro? Um, so I have never I have never gotten into the Dark Souls series. 
Uh, Nine, it, it was on, no, culture. No, I never, uh, I could never get past the control scheme, really. <laughs> uh, my computer, my computer doesn't run it super well, or I think like the original version was just like super buggy on PC. Uh, and I kind of just never went back to it. Oh, okay. That is terrifying. <laughs> oh God. That, that, that's the fridge for fucking Rick and Morty. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I thought it was a Dark Souls boss just to stay top of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I believe both. Atop Sen's fortress lies the guardian of the kitchen. I mean, to be f- to be fair, I wonder how much of Dark Souls getting as big as it did was actually because it was it was a bunch of great games versus just the memes. Well, Demon Souls never really kicked in or never really caught on. Um, so I don't know if it was just the style of games. I think it's just a really good way to do. It's kind of an evolution of the Metroidvania um, genre, right? Like the Metroidvania, yes, Metroid Prime was amazing, but there are not a lot of really good 3D Metroidvanias. They're mostly consigned to 2D indie kind of titles at this point. Mm. Dark Souls, I would kind of think, is sort of... Like, it doesn't have movement abilities unlocking previously unexplored areas, and you have to backtrack. But it's kind of... Like, I kind of think it's the same, like, progression within an action-adventure setting. So maybe that's part of why it caught on, like it was an evolution of the genre, but uh, or maybe it was the memes. Or some combination of the two, most likely, but no, it makes sense what you said, yeah. Hold on one second, and it might take the next quest, set of questions, please. Oh, hey, the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I opened very polite for them. <laughs> it wasn't the sort of an FBI open up, it was like a knock, knock, knock. Oh. And yes, the FBI. Yeah. Yes, it was the it was the FBI. Me some pizza. They had some leftover from a sting across the. So we're good. <laughs> How nice of them. Indeed. Must be a Canadian branch. So, question from Latreus is: Would you hug a bat pony? Uh, if they promised not to bite. They'll give well, you the fun in that? Oh, good point. Okay, revising my answer. If they promise to bite. Oh. Well, I mean, they're bat ponies, which means they're good at the suck. With two Cs. They're gonna have rabies. You guys know this, right? Um, They are vaccinated in the glorious land of Equestria. I already hate water, so it's fine. By the way, I, I love I love how you reference I love how you reference hydrophobia right there. So Thank fuck you. you for that. So fuck you for that, you I, old I, yeller fucking bastard. I love how you reference hydrophobia and your fear of taking a shower. <laughs> there you go. Would you hug an original changeling? I'm gonna say no. But they have a lot of sharp looking appendages which I don't think would end well, and I'd probably end up in a cocoon as lunch. Yeah, the, bat, the bat pony, I think, is a much safer choice. Remember, their teeth are filled with roofies. Yeah, magical mind control roofies. That, that might have just been chrysalis. I don't, think I'll, I gave, I don't think I gave that to all the changelings. Wouldn't make it too easy for them. Would you hug Ocellus? I don't think you know who that is. Yeah, that, uh, who's Ocellus? Ocellus is, you know, the young six, right? Or have some idea, maybe. I have not yeah. actually seen any episodes. 
Oh, um, he's the gay moose of the of the bunch. The gay deer of the bunch, yeah. <laughs> you know her well. She's finally back to kill. Oh, the little aquamarine blue yes. from the school. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. They seem redeemed. And nobody ever goes back on the redemption in MLP. That's uh, once you get over once you get over your thing, you're just a friend. Once like, you get over once you get over your addiction to crack cocaine, you're done. Yeah. Hey, one day at a time. Yeah, let's take it slow here, man. Like, would you hug a moth pone? Did that become a thing on the show? No, no. no. Um, yeah, that I, it sounds fluffy. Sure. I don't know. I'm okay. Like, you know how like bots can like flap their wings really fucking fast. Like you hug them and their wings just going smacking you across the face. Are you uh, trying to what? That sounds more like a like a bumblebee thing. Like, okay, would we hug a bumblebee pony? That's right. That. I'm, so I'm taking over the questions. Would you hug a Fuda Twilight Sparkle? Oh, is that that's also one of the questions. Um I mean, I would hug a guy, so it wouldn't be that weird. How how erect are we talking here? Rigid. Solid. Like solid snake, literally. Dense. I could go for like a side hug. Uh, it, it, it's a weapon to surpass Metal Gear. <laughs> You both accidentally like look in the opposite direction. Your dicks uh, smack each other. It's like lightsaber noises. Exactly. So, moving on. Eighth asks, "Ooh, our boy Eighth. He asks, talk dirty to me and make aeroplane noises." Uh, I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> That's a, but you know, more power to you. Somewhere on somewhere on Pornhub, which if you've been following this entire. Uh, conversation you'll know that I own. You'll uh, of you'll you'll find it somewhere. Damn. We got on it he, in the he library. Just wants, he just wants inspiration from his JJ the Jet Plane fucking fanfic that he's planning. <laughs> Fuck I forgot about JJ. <laughs> we don't talk about JJ. But even though I did. Oh God. And it and it fucks me off to know that there's actually probably legit like smut fanfic fan fiction of J.A. the jet plane. <laughs> I mean, you know those those army planes that get refueled in midair, right? Oh god, I don't, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> you mean the tank the the tankers the yeah the air refuel tankers? Yes. Yes. There you go. Yeah, if you watch any like Air Force footage of that, it already looks you're like you're already ninety eight percent of the way to being a porno. He's he just need the music. Just he upload that and moans. Like I've no, seen the refueling porn, not a JJ, but I've seen the refueling porn. One one of us just upload that footage <laughs> on Pornhub and just title it "Mile High Club to the Extreme." <laughs> no, you have to you have to title whenever you up. You have to make it witty. It has to be like uh I wait to the be like a sleek metallic bird takes 
hose in her port or some shit like that. <laughs> like, there you go. Alrighty, and that's all of Abe's questions. We, we move on from JJ the jet plane porn to my man. No, literally that his name is my man, and he's got a my man. He's got an Edward Cullen fucking picture on. You would right. know who that is. Yeah, because I have two fucking sisters who were into that shit, unfortunately. Oh, so, thing. So, from my man, number one, in what way have you improved the most relative to when you began writing on film fiction? So, I would probably say that some of the stuff that I've described about, like, avoiding repetitive language, um, kind of having the confidence to go off and develop a plot, Actually, that's probably that's probably my weakness is that like, oh, I have all these ideas. Let's stuff them into one story, which is why uh, you can fight fate with kind of a clusterfuck. Uh, so if you if you do get a hard reset off of your read later list and go on to the sequel, you can probably stop after the second one. The third one got kind of crazy. Um, mm. So that that experience taught me the value of discipline in my writing <clears throat> of uh, having one idea, just kind of developing it through. And then finding a way to tie off the ending, which I never did in the trilogy. Right. Um, no. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd still like to work on like prose. I think that that was one of my weaknesses when I was writing a lot. Like character dialogue was what I would lean on as hmm. kind of my way to advance. And I, I think it, you know, it worked for a lot of people. But um, it also kind of lent itself really well to that whole first person style that I kind of came to rely on for the whole trilogy and for Hard Reset. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of wish I had known all of that at the start. But I no, figured totally it out. Fair. And that, I mean, the, totally other way to, the only way to learn it is to go through it. Absolutely. And, no, legit question for me, actually. Um, I have not read Hard Reset, even though I want to, and it does have two sequels. When you wrote the sequels... And it actually has when four, right, technically. Or there's four. Four, technically, okay. And Horizon, so five. Gotcha. Um, when you were writing Hard Reset, did you already have the sequels in mind, or did you end it in such an open-ended way where after a while you're like, you know what, I, I can actually continue this. Like, did you fall into, like, a sequel trap, or did you actually have this in mind when you were writing? Just legit curious. Yeah, so when I... So actually, when I started writing Hard Reset, actually, when I finished writing Hard Reset the first time... It was what is now the first four chapters and, like, the alternate dark ending where she becomes a changing queen and she kind of kills everybody. Um, so everybody kind of felt that the fourth chapter ended in a really abrupt way. I just kind of stopped it after she got out of the time loop because that's what I'm used to happen, having happen in, like, Groundhog's Day or those other kinds of stories. But I ended up going on to the chapter Closure, which is the fifth chapter, which is, like, longer than any other chapter in the story and just kind of deals with the psychological aftermath of what she went through in the time loop. It was received really positively, but it also left like kind of a sequel hook for, uh, it left kind of a sequel hook or an op a jumping off point for the next story. So I kind of just picked up where I left off with that second story. And um, second story is kind of a grab bag. I would say comparing Hard Reset to Stitch in Time is kind of like a, have you ever heard of foxes versus hedgehogs? It's not a Sonic fan fiction thing, I yeah. probably. <laughs> I think I've heard of it, but I don't I remember I think that was why. banned under sort of cockfighting laws, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. 
Um, I learned about it from a, it's from Good to Great, which is a business book. But basically, if you're a hedgehog, you do one thing and you get really good at it and you do it really well. And that's what I think Hard Reset did. It focused exclusively on the time loop it did, and the after effects of the time loop after I added closure. And it didn't really try to go off in any other direction or expand upon itself. And then Stitch in Time was more of a fox, which is where you kind of like explore around, you check out one thing, you do it for a little while, you go off and do another thing. Like if you don't like where Stitch in Time is going and you jump ahead two chapters, you're probably in a completely different story. Like it spans like so many, it goes in so many different directions. It's got that whole Pinkie Pie chapter, which is insane. Um, but I did not intend for there to be a sequel when I initially wrote it, but I left myself a solid jumping off point. And between Stitch in Time and You Can Fight Fate, I did and I did leave off the second one on a cliffhanger. So at that point, I did know there was going to be a third one in the series. And then the Reign of Queen Sparkle came in there, and that was just me being kind of fucked up. Uh, and then Changing Lives came as a side story featuring Cloud Kicker, which was supposed to spam the whole trilogy. I just never really worked through. Like, it was way too much. I got to, like, 120,000 words. And mm -hmm. I had stopped writing fan fiction at that point, so I kind of just was like, I'm only like halfway to the end. I can't finish this. So it kind of, it probably left a couple of people dissatisfied, but uh, oh well. Cool. Sounds good to me. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, let's see. My man also says, or asks rather, number two, what topic do you feel happy? Whoa, that, that read weird to me. Hold on. What topic do you feel Oh, yeah, that's why it reads. Have or haven't been explored in an MLP fanfiction. I believe you, man. What topics do you feel has or has not been explored in an MLP fan... Hmm. Hmm. Oh, wait. I'm so not... what topic has or what topic has not been... So literally just all topics. Yeah. 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 yeah that, okay, so I, I'm not... So we just assume not... haven't been... Yeah, yeah. sure. So I yeah. the story. Yeah, so... Okay, so I don't know if this was a thing after, I remember, so I know Starlight Glimmer showed up in Equestria Girls, or something, mm -hmm. something about a mirror, but I don't think we ever found out what Equestria Girls' version of Starlight was up to, um, and I don't know that that ever, like, what is her, like, per, like, you know, there's our Twilight Sparkle and there's the science Twilight Sparkle. And they do meet a little bit, but I don't think we ever got that for Starlight. I like to imagine she's the mayor of the town she grew up in, and uh, still kind of a megalomaniacal, insane person. But since cutie marks are not a thing in Equestria Girls, he doesn't have that as like the focus that turned her evil. So she's just kind of a really manipulative, fairly effective politician. And I think that would be a good, uh, good possible story. I mean, especially if original, if our Starlight went to visit her hometown in the Equestria Girls world and found out that her Equestria Girls duplicate was the mayor, she would like, I mean, wouldn't she'd flip the fuck out. Like, she'd be like, okay, this is like everything I ever feared myself becoming actually happening in front of me. And I, I, I think that would be a good jumping off point for a story. Makes and sense. then instead of forgiving her, they kill her. Oh, God. Wait. 
they kill our Starlight or they kill their Starlight? The uh, new uh, new Starlight who was originally human. Are we talking is about Starlight or, or Sunlight? I'm, I'm st- Sunlight. So, what? so many lights. Sunlight. Oh, yeah, I actually don't know what happened to the original, if there was an original Sunset Shimmer. But I, I think Starlight is... I think Starlight is potentially more interesting just because she, like, has a dark version of herself that she would clearly have to confront, and, like, that would be a really good source of, like, a character arc within the story. Um, But Sunset Shimmer doesn't as much. We don't know about what she was doing before she went to the EQG world. She was just Celestia student. Yeah, um, I think you could do either. Okay, so both of those. All right. Ooh, this is a good question. What is the most embarrassing mistake you've made in your writing? If you have made one. All of the typos. Uh, But also, so Azalea in the Timeless Trilogy was Mm. never supposed to have been a former changeling. She was just like this boring pony who Twilight ended hooking up with. Uh, after she got out of the time loop and Twilight kind of had to recover from the PTSD consequences. And she was just this like boring, normal pony who was like the antithesis of everything Twilight was and she couldn't handle it. And then I kind of came back between the second and third story and I made her a former changeling, which had, okay, so this is going to get into the whole plot of changing lives, which is completely insane, especially if you haven't read read the original, uh, the original trilogy. But uh, so Basically, Azalea in Stitch in Time, just that, does not work as a character. She's like too one note. She's too boring. She doesn't have any like centralized personality. And I kind of fixed that later on, but I had to like graft it to the original story. Uh, so I think I recovered okay, but it was a kind of a close thing. Okay. Yeah. The typos definitely for me as well, mainly because I could have sworn I've squashed everything and then finds in like five seconds after the chapter's published. That's always that's always I mean, been a thing. So used to rereading the same sentence as you write it like three, four, five, six times. Yeah. It just kind of like it just flows. You just flow right past it because you know what it's supposed to be. And so you, you barely even actually see the words or the spelling anymore. Right, exactly that. Or accidentally switching pronouns, especially during a smut scene, so then suddenly the dick switches around as to who has the dick, and <laughs> that's never fun. Alrighty. Hey, I've got a cover letter for a job that the fucker couldn't even get the pronoun right. Like their own pronoun? Mine. He wrote the cover letter for somebody else, basically changed one paragraph in there to personalize it, and forgot to go over the rest of it and fix the fucking problem. (laughs) Oh, God. I hope he listed attention to detail as one of his strengths. Uh, Oh, Oh, my my favorite. Cover letter for me from him. Oh, so you accidentally did that. Gotcha. No, I didn't fuck up the pronoun. Goddamn. Then I'm not understood. <laughs> then I'm retarded. Then. I had a cover letter written right. for me, mm-hmm. but 
but it was originally written for someone else and he changed one of the paragraphs in the bottom to personalize it to each of the employees that got fired. Well, the original was for a she and he didn't oh, go back over to fucking fix his spelling. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. That was just a unique situation then. Mm, was this like going to a bunch of people? Yes. So all the dudes are now she's. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, if he was firing you, he probably didn't think it was worth the effort. My roommate oh, got the same cover letter. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And next. Ooh, this is also another good question. If the main six were books, what kind of books would they be? <laughs> Well, Twilight's a textbook. I think that we can uh, settle on that. Applejack is probably the Farmer's Almanac. Um, <laughs> Rainbow Dash would be a Daring Do book, I suppose. Um, Rarity is always whoring around, so she's a phone book. <laughs> Jesus. I see what you did there. Or we can make her like a Victoria's Secret catalog. Split the difference. It's a close thing. With pop-ups? <laughs> yeah, a pop-up Victoria's Secret catalog. Why? <laughs> that could have saved the pageant. You know they canceled that? It's not a thing anymore? Like the whole Victoria's Secret uh, TV pageant? They I got rid of it. Yeah, I said that yeah. the other day. I they released make... a secret? <laughs> I will make one edit to your suggestion for Twilight. She needs to be the Oxford English Dictionary with, like, compendiums of information on each fucking word. Oh, so, like, a textbook blended with a dictionary? So it's literally, like, a chapter um, on every single word, and it's just, that's like... That's pretty much what it is, yeah. Books after books after books? Oh, yeah. I've got a dictionary. Like, oh, that's, like, that's an encyclopedia. You just described an encyclopedia. No, the Oxford English Dictionary is worse than an encyclopedia. No, but like a list of words that each has an entry describing what it is. <laughs> it's got that too. Uh, who who do we miss? We definitely missed at least one. Flutter uh, and Pinky. Oh, and who? Pinky. Oh, Pinky. Pinky, I think is a good comic book. Uh, <laughs> like not Watchmen or anything like that. Something more uh, more set, you know, newspaper like comic Tunes. pages. Yeah, Looney Tunes. Um, yeah, God, I wish they had made, like, Looney Tunes short starring Pinky. Like, oh she's trying God. to, like... <laughs> oh, God. Can anyone say that's all, folks, in a sort of Pinky impression? Yeah. <laughs> that's all, folks. That didn't sound like Pinky at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was just Porky. Oh, like, no, no, I'm a Pinky. I think <laughs> it was no, that just sounds... It sounded like Mickey. It sounded like Mickey. <laughs> that, that that was <laughs> yeah, that, okay, yeah. that's an unholy abomination. Like, Pinkie Pie merges with the Looney Tunes, but by some, like, like terrible toxic waste spill, she comes out as Mickey Mouse. And she just starts acquiring other properties. <laughs> oh, goddammit. <laughs> well, time to hard reset that. She owns all, right. all the bakeries. Alrighty, and uh, uh, Fluttershy is just like a blank book. She can't say anything. Sure. I like that. I like that a lot. Everybody else colors in her book. Oh. 
That could be taken. That could be taken a few ways, but yes, I, no, I mean, no, just the pornographic one, I think. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Ruining her coloring book. All right, and with that, that's the end. That's the end of all the questions. So, and right on time, actually. So, Enigma, since you started this train going, you want to bring us down, giggity. Uh, this has been the Barcast with Alex. Uh. Hang on, who thinks that witty? Uh, now I've got nothing good, but goodbye. Simon Warper. Yes. Ravage. I don't color in Fluttershy coloring book. Turkey and gobble. special guest Eakin. Oh, sorry, I thought you had all gone. <laughs> but oh, no, thank you guys, I had fun. And our guest, <laughs> Atkins. The, the Pokemon. Snake. <laughs> you and like and like in Sword and Shield, I am now retired and will not appear anywhere else. Oh, beautiful, absolutely beautiful! You're getting out of this fandom alive. This has been the Barcast, and let's go drink. <laughs> <laughs>